Hey, it's Jed Hearn, host of Wizards, Warriors, and Words. If you're enjoying the writing advice on this show, you might like my new podcast, The Jed Hearn Show, where every week I share the best fantasy writing advice that I've learned from publishing three fantasy novels and a best-selling video game. There's over 12 episodes that you can listen to right away, including my top 10 fantasy books of all time, how to make fantasy names that don't suck, two rules that make writing effortless, and my complete summaries of Brandon Sanderson's and Neil Gaiman's writing classes, and much more. Check it out by searching for The Jed Hearn Show in your podcast app. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Wizards, Warriors and Words, a fantasy writing advice podcast. I'm Jed Hearn, author of Across the Broken Stars, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, starting with Michael R. Fletcher. Hey, I'm Michael R. Fletcher, author of the Obsidian Path Trilogy. And Rob J. Hayes. Uh, I'm Rob J. Hayes. I'm the author of the War Eternal Trilogy. Today, we're going to be talking about audiobooks. But before we start, a couple of weeks ago, we launched a website for the podcast, wizardswarriorswords.com. And on the website, there's a feature where you can send in voice messages. So I've got our very first voice message that our listener has sent in to us. And I'm going to play it now on the show. Apologies, I will have to play it off this laptop. Um, We We don't know what it says. They don't know what it says. I do know what it says. So because quality control still exists. Um, (laughs) Let's go. be expecting some bad reviews about your books but we can do this later on another voice message so let's now say congratulations because uh, this new website is really cool looks so neat so well done and i just wanted you to know that uh, listening to your podcast has recently become a daily ritual on my morning drive to work your episodes are really fun, guys. I, I like the, your chemistry and you, you make your episodes a real mood lifter before starting a day in the office. And you have a daily job. You, you might understand what I'm talking about. Sometimes the office is, is a grim, darker place than the Mike's stories. So uh, <laughs> thank you, guys. And uh, keep it up. Awesome. So thanks That's for the awesome. voice message, Karen. That was sick. Um, yeah, yeah, that was, was so cool. That yeah. was very, very cool. A grim, um, darker place than Mike's than stories. Mike's stories. Yeah. So, With uh, less <laughs> snot, though. Less snot. Yeah. Less snot. Less spitting, uh, uh, less snot. Because your, your, your uh, uh, Beyond Redemption was described online earlier. Was it uh, 
A, a, a warm hug or something like that? What is it? Uh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, here we go. A here warm we go. Hug of uh, swords. A warm hug. <laughs> Beyond Redemption is like a warm puppy hugging your leg as it vomits all over your shoe <laughs> and something is poking in your leg. <laughs> what a review. Uh, it, it ain't wrong. What a review. <laughs> Put that on your cover, Mike. That is amazing. Um, yeah, so thanks, Karen, for sending your voice message in. Uh, if you would like to send in the voice message too, just go to wizardswarriorswords.com. Um, and there will be a link on the site where you can record a voice message and it'll just automatically send it through. So yeah, that was very cool. Um, we might play it out on on, on the podcast, assuming knows? not to, I don't know, graphic. Uh, we swear all the fucking time, so who cares? <laughs> um, yeah. If anyone knows how to like play an audio through Zoom so I don't have to hold up like another laptop, <laughs> let us know because that would be really cool. Um, that would be nice <laughs> to act professional at least. But uh, yeah, anyway, we're going to be talking about audiobooks today. Um, so audiobooks, um, I guess a lot of self-published authors might not think that audiobooks are within their abilities to create. It seems to me that there are a lot less self-published audiobooks as opposed to self-published eBooks and, and paperback books. But um, Mike, as, as you would probably be able to speak to the most, that is definitely not the case. Do you want to tell people how you go about doing your audiobooks just to start off, since you probably have the most experience in actually producing these things? Okay, so uh, because I've got a, a background in audio engineering and this really sexy voice, uh, I decided I, I was going to uh, produce my own audiobook. Uh, not because I thought I'd do a good job, but because it would be free and my time isn't nice. actually worth anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so I bought a nice microphone, which it's got here. You don't actually have to do uh, a, any halfway decent mic for kind of hundred bucks will absolutely be good enough. Um, I, I spent more cause I wanted to mostly because audio nerd um, uh, you can use uh, now I've got like a suite of like high-end audio pro uh, recording, you know, software and stuff. You don't need any of that though. Um, you can download audacity, which is a free piece of software. Um, you can record your audiobook with a microphone directly into audacity. It will allow you to do all of your edits, uh, right there in the software. It will let you EQ. It will let you use compression, um, basically make it sound as good as it possibly can. And the best thing with Audacity is it has an ACX, uh, which is uh, Audible. Amazon, uh, yeah, Audible. Yeah, Amazon's yep. audiobook thing. Uh, it has an ACX checker built into the free software where it will look at your audiobook at your each, each chapter. It'll look at your chapter file and say, yes, this passes ACX test or no, it doesn't. And here's why it doesn't. Um, so... I would know every chapter was going to pass ACX check um, before I uploaded them. And so that uh, literally was a free audiobook. It took a lot of time because I was learning how, how to do it. Um, and voice acting, um, just not my background. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the cool thing is if you, once you find, if you can relax a little bit, I mean, they're your characters, you know them hmm. and you can, you can, you can lose yourself in there, you know? Uh, and so it, it was a lot of fun. Um, and people seem to have liked it. Nice. 
Yeah, I, I also recorded um, my audiobook for Fires of the Dead. It was an exhausting experience. It's a novella that's only about three hours long as an audiobook, but probably Mike, as you found, um, yeah, if you if you don't have that voice acting training, like you can really tire yourself out quite a bit. Also, my recording setup was probably even more budget than yours. It was literally like a blue snowball mic that cost a hundred bucks. And then I was in like a linen closet standing up with a bunch of just random junk around me uh, in pretty much total darkness with like the computer sitting up on a bunch of towels and yeah, just like all crammed into this space for like, oh, it was probably, it probably took me like three weeks to record the thing. Cause I, I struggled to do more than a couple of, you know, like 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day sort of thing. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just recorded direct into the voice notes app on, uh, on PC or whatever it's called um, voice recorder. Although audacity in hindsight would have been better. Um, and then, yeah, I had to like edit that manually afterwards in, adobe audition so they fit all of acx's requirements um yeah i yeah i I enjoyed the process uh like you say you really do know the character as well so you kind of get into it a bit i think one thing that maybe has held my audiobook back is the fact that i have an australian accent because (laughs) pretty much all the reviews yeah pretty much all (laughs) the reviews i've read of um my audiobook on on audible like it's a great story but can't understand a word of this guy's accent so yeah. Oh, bless. You're not that's, that bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what happens when you have never heard an Australian narrator before. But yeah, that was that was my experience. Um, so yeah, by all means, you can do this yourself. The question, of course, is like whether you think that will be worthwhile because Rob, you have a, a very different experience with your audio books um, with Podium, I believe. Do you want to talk about yeah, that? Well, I mean, the the sticking with acx first there are other ways to do it you don't have to record it yourself um for using acx they have the uh the sort of like narrator uh auditioning sort of thing so um you can choose how, how to sort of pay for it as well you can either choose when you're setting up your 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 audiobook to be created you can either choose to do a royalty share where basically out of the profits which is like 40% of whatever the ebook sells for, you get 50% and the narrator gets 50%. Um, or you can choose to say, I will pay the narrator this much per finished hour of the audiobook. So if you're paying, what, $200 per finished hour and your book is 10 hours long, you're paying $2,000 um, for the finished audiobook. Um, so that's that's the other way to sort of get it done, and you'll 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 post up your audiobook, and depending on you know narrators who are looking for it at the time, you'll get auditions for your little audition script, and then you get to choose which one to go with, if any of them. You don't have to go with any of them if you decide that none of them are are right. Um, I've used both methods, both the royalty share and the paid per hour, and I will say that you. I tended to get a lot better um, class of narrator uh, for doing the paid per hour than I did the royalty share, which probably isn't surprising because a, roy- a royalty share is um, it's a gamble for the narrator as much as it is you. You know, the book might sell nothing and they get nothing for all of the work they put in, same as you, um, except for the fact that you've already got the ebook, so you can sell that as well. Um, whereas I've my my entire Mortal Techniques uh, books, all three of them now, were done by the narrator, Kim Breton, who uh, I paid for as a flat fee. 
um, and she was absolutely fantastic to work with. Really enjoyed working with her, and um, yeah, have no complaints there. So I I do think that that's the other way to do it. You can just go through ACX and and hire a narrator in one of those two fashions. Um, and depending on your budget, you can do it for free or you can do it for a cost. You also have the experience with Podium, is that right? Yeah. Um, so Podium are basically a, uh, a company that specialize in producing audiobooks. Uh, I think they have branched out into ebooks as well now, but mostly they, they specialize in producing audiobooks. They, um, they essentially snap, uh, snap up, uh, I think, mostly self-published titles. I think they also do a few traditionally published ones as well now. But um, I think the biggest one was probably The Martian back in the day when that mm. was still uh, unknown. Um, yeah. or just starting. And uh, yeah, they, they basically contacted me and said, look, your book's doing pretty well in the ebook charts we've noticed it doesn't have an audiobook uh, we, we, we want to produce the audiobook for you um and i said yes please because it's really stressful and i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> um so yeah they they uh they bought the rights to produce uh the war eternal audiobook um i got a, a very small advance for it uh and then i get some royalties per sale but honestly i cannot remember what they are i think they're I quite favorable ask. they're quite um, i think i think they're pretty favorable i think i get something like 15 percent on each sale or something which is pretty good but i can't remember off the top of my head um but yeah i i had very little involvement with it um i know some authors get to choose the narrator but for me that wasn't the case. Luckily, they picked Moira Quirk, who was absolutely fantastic. Uh, and then, yeah, they just did it and said, here you go, here's the audiobook. Yeah. The, the podium, is it Tantor or Trantor? I can never remember. Trantor. Tantor. Tantor. Tantor and the other, other audio. Books the other audiobook well. company, yeah. The best part about going with any of them, aside from the advance, is the like, it's out of my hands. Yes. Yes. I like literally can't do anything now. Yeah. <laughs> I love that part. That it's, part is it's wonderful. Best. It's just so stress-free. You're just yeah. like, hopefully they pick a good narrator and then just like, yeah, it's, there it is. It's done. It was yeah. wonderful. Cause I, I found as much as um, like the, the mortal techniques books, I think worked out really well. I found searching for a narrator really stressful. Um, mm. for them. To be honest, uh, my you you can have bad experiences with narrators as well um a bit of a horror story but uh my pirateology uh best laid plans where loyalties lie the narrator delivered on time absolutely fine that was good uh i then said cool do you want to do book two as well uh that was about two years ago and nothing <laughs> uh yep. and i can't even get hold of him anymore and i can't seem to uh cancel the audiobook um on acx without his approval as well but i can't get hold of him to get it approved so i got no idea what's going on there fun yeah. time very sorry for anybody who's waiting for the fifth empire man on audio <laughs> i'm trying i'm <laughs> trying maybe just get mike to record it instead yeah yeah in all my spare time yeah <laughs> yeah you you don't have like a family and a kid and you should have plenty <laughs> of free time afterwards yeah so i guess those are all the different routes to go down in terms of publishing it i thought we could maybe talk a little bit about 
considerations that you should have earlier in the actual writing process to make the audiobook a bit smoother. Um, because one thing that I have noticed is that sometimes you look at the way that words are on a page and you don't think about how they could work when they're all pronounced together. So for example, you might have two different characters who have very similar sounding names, even though the names look maybe quite different. Um, and in an audiobook that can potentially blend together uh, a little bit. There's other considerations as well. Like I think if you have a lot of sentences that are the same length, I mean, first of all, that doesn't usually make for the most engaging print book, but particularly an audiobook form that can send people to sleep. Um, and yeah, what are some of the other considerations that you guys would would have when you're writing um, for audiobook? If you're even thinking about it at that stage or or maybe it just doesn't cross Honestly, your mind. Honestly, I don't. Fair I, enough. I write for readers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, book, actual like reading book sales, yeah, ebook yeah. or otherwise, is 90% of my sales. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, I'm writing for a reader. I'm, I'm writing for someone who is looking at the words on a page. And that, you know, the layout of my text, um, fast back and forth dialogue, all of that works in that medium where it doesn't work as well in audio. Um, you need more uh, dialogue cues, uh, especially if you've got like really fast back and forth dialogue where you actually don't want the cues. But if you've got one person reading the script and he's he or she is trying to jump back and forth between yeah. quick-witted <laughs> repartee, um, the listener is like, what the fuck is going on? Um, so basically the so, experience of people listening to this podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> when, when I've, when I deal with uh, narrators, um, I pretty much always say like, if you need to like change something to make it clear, like just go ahead. Hmm. Um, I have thought about uh, doing like a, like a rewrite for audio, an audio rewrite. Um, to, to tweak for audiobooks, the I, don't, version I, don't have the, yeah, I don't have time for that shit. Yeah. Um, so would you, sorry, just quickly on that, Mike. So, have your narrators actually like changed things in the past that you can remember, like adding in extra yep. dialogue oh, yeah. tags? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, just like a little stuff to like clarify a moment where it's like visually looking at it on a page, it totally makes sense, no one's mm-hmm. confused, but when you're listening to it, you don't have the same visual cues. Um, yeah, I know. I know a couple of times narrators have had to sort of like insert something just to you know to make it work. And do they have to? And I, that I did it myself, or... narrating yeah. my own book. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They've they've each time they've sort of checked in and said, "Here's here's what's happening. Here's what I want to do." And I'm always like, "Yeah, cool." Like you, yeah, know, just, you can you, tell you, when it's not working. Nice. Taking into account there is it does disqualify you disqualify you from Amazon's Whisper Sync. Um, service which is where True. you can read and listen to a book at the same time and your kindle and your audible app keep up with each other basically right um, but they have to be like the same. identical yeah um that's actually another cool thing for promoting audiobooks as well uh is i noticed that ml spencer did this when she was promoting the dragon mage audiobook where audiobooks can be expensive if you buy them standalone you know like 10 plus dollars whatever it is with Amazon, a lot of the times, if someone buys the Kindle version of your book, Amazon will then offer them the audiobook for a very discounted rate. 
um, like I think in the past for one of yours, Rob, like you were selling, you had a sale on that was like 99 cents of one of your books. Um, I think I bought that. And then immediately Amazon was like, would you like the audiobook for $2.99? Which is like ridiculously cheap compared to what you'd normally have to pay with yeah, a book Amazon credit. probably don't want people to realize, but yeah, you know, you can buy the audio book yeah. for cheaper <laughs> if you just buy the ebook first most times. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's up to you as an author whether you want to use that as part of your promotion strategy. But I know that ML Spencer used it by saying like, uh, I'm releasing the audiobook of Dragon Mage. If you buy the ebook, which will be discounted to 99 cents during this week, the audiobook will only cost you an extra $7.49, which is ridiculous for an audiobook that is 30 odd hours. Um, so, yeah, up to you whether you want to use that as part of your promotion or not. You can also, from memory, set what that discounted rate is uh, when you go through Audible. I feel like I was able to adjust like uh, if someone already has the ebook, what rate do you want to charge them for the audiobook? Okay. Yeah. I must have, I've, I've looked on my ACX uh, dashboard and I have absolutely zero control over any uh, um, pricing, basically. Okay. So this is because I use find a way voices to upload. So I did the full self publish route for it. Yeah. 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 ACX, you don't, you don't get any control, <laughs> but yeah. No. Um, you do get yeah, their the benefit. royalty structure is incomprehensible. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> There's like eight different kinds of book sale, and you get yeah. different yes. royalties for each one. And you never There's like library know which one you yeah. got or how much it was. You can't, they, they won't tell you, like, mm. you made three dollars off that book. You have no idea. Yeah. And, and if I ever um, thought about it, I'd be angry and frustrated. <laughs> there is also, uh, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't point out the, the, there is a bit of trouble going on with with ACX uh, yes. on uh, on Audible Gate, which is uh, it's it's mostly due to Audible actually. Um, uh, it's the fact that if you are a member of Audible, you can basically buy a book uh, on Audible, and then uh, you can return listen it. to it in a week, and then you can return it for free within. Mm. I think it's within a week. It might be within two weeks um and basically then you get your credit back which you can then spend again on a different audiobook however yeah. it means that the the uh the author and the, the the narrator technically whatever get nothing yeah they are stumped out you know just cut out of it altogether so you it's 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 something that, that there's there's a big deal in it. a lot of authors are trying to get it changed at the moment because it's quite unfair there are a lot of people who are literally doing that they're literally just getting free audiobooks um and it's it's just screwing over the authors basically yeah not cool um yeah so that is one reason why yeah you might want to be hesitant about that but then again it's like you know what do you do is, is the biggest market in the same way that you know most sales for ebooks are on kindle most sales are on audible as well so it is yeah leaving authors in a bit of a tricky position one way that like an alternative to just publishing publishing through acx if you're not as big a fan of that is find away voices which is what i use and that is good because it does things like a lot of library rentals um, and it just like gets you into basically every, every market. So it's the equivalent, it's the audio equivalent of publishing wide essentially. So rather than just focusing on Audible, it does all the other platforms. And yeah, I'm seeing things here like uh, a lot of libraries have memberships to, um, oh, I'm blanking on the name, but it's like Overdrive or other like audiobook rental things where a library member gets this service for free, but you as the author get like 
99 cents per rental, for example, um, which is not bad for like a, a three hour long audio book, which is what Fires of the Dead is. So um, yeah, it's, and that's cool. Cause like, it's, it's totally free for, for readers and everything. So yeah, find away voices is uh, what I've used in the past. It's useful if you want to go wide. The downside is you get slightly less royalties off audible is my understanding. So if you go through ACX, I think it's like get, 40% um, or something. You are exclusive to Amazon. You get 40% or exclusive yeah. to audible. You get 40%. Yeah. 40% um, of a mystery number. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, but um, I mean, if you're, if you go wide, basically you get 20% of that same mystery number. I thought it was 30, <laughs> but yeah, who knows? Who knows? It is pretty incomprehensible. Um, unlike yeah. Regular Kindle stuff. Um, you do have to wonder if someone like Spotify is going to come in in a couple of years and, uh, and change things up because it does seem to me like that Audible's model is not, is not as user-friendly compared to, I mean, it's great for listeners, but from the author's perspective, it doesn't seem as easy as um, Kindle publishing is, which I think is. I think you really still get more than you would if you're on Spotify, to be honest. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you have to not like uploading on Spotify, but like Spotify have recently, I think acquired like a couple of audiobook publishers or something. I'd have to check mm -hmm. that. But um, yeah, it, it does make you wonder whether Spotify will then include like an audiobook offering where you'll be able to actually buy audiobooks within Spotify. So not just uploading your audiobooks and I don't know, getting advertising revenue off them. Um, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Anyway, I wouldn't be surprised if in, you know, within five years or something like that, Spotify have some sort of offering because they, they do tend to like acquire these these other businesses like this podcast is through anchor spotify bought anchor out a few years ago and anchor now like basically promotes the crap out of spotify um you know it's like oh make sure you're telling your listeners to say spotify heaps which i have so i guess it's worked um are we, are we now being sponsored we're not sponsored <laughs> but um i think in the past actually i did have an ad running on here where it was like oh, if you want to start a podcast for free you can use anchor which is what I've used for two years. And like they paid you a small amount for that. Um, but yeah, basically what I'm saying is I wouldn't be surprised if Spotify tried to do something here in a few years. So yeah, hopefully they do and it's great. That would be awesome. Because <laughs> more competition is, is good for us. Yeah, others. diversity within the system and all that. Exactly. Um, so as we kind of close up this episode, any last, uh, any last things to mention? Yeah, one thing. So Podium and Tantor, um, they will publish and purchase the rights to self-published books. You can approach them. And uh, Tantor for sure, actually Podium as well, I'm pretty sure, unagented. You don't actually need an agent to approach them. Um, so I have self-published books with both companies. Um, it is something that might be worth you know contemplating. Is It is nice, even if it's like a relatively small check, just getting a lump of cash and then not thinking about it again. It's kind of sweet. Yeah. And also the benefit of then, you know, that's out there building your author brand and reaching a new audience that your eBooks are maybe not making it to. I mean, that's the way I've, I've always thought about audiobooks is if I'm self-publishing the book, uh, then, you know, the audio rights are sitting there doing nothing. They might as I might as well get the audiobook produced if I can, if I can afford it, or if I can go for another company or whatever, because at least then I'll be earning something on it. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, we'll wrap up this episode here. Like I mentioned at the start, we have a new website where you can send through voice messages. Um, would love for you to go ahead and 
use that feature and maybe ask us a, a question. And if we like it, we can uh, potentially do an episode talking about it. Or if we get enough listener questions, we might even do a whole episode where we just, you know, use your audio questions. Well, um, what is that website, Jed? The website is Wizards. Well, stuffed it up. WizardsWarriorsWords.com. <laughs> um yeah the link will be down below as well so professional as always so yeah head on over <laughs> to the website check it out let us know if there's any features you want on the website too uh and we will see you next week bye everybody ciao bye. mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market 